everybody welcome to the waters this is season two we're back after some time off we had to take some time off get some things right but we're back now and we're we're at it we're gonna try to get going as as much as possible to get back to the momentum of season one and even better so hopefully that can happen for us and uh yeah so uh without further ado the let me address the first thing the first change that's happened it's that i'm here by myself hussein's not with me on the podcast unfortunately he uh he went to the UAE, had to go back home just to, he tore his ACL again and he had to get that surgery and stuff. And it's been challenging, but he's been in good spirits about it. And he actually started doing a podcast with one of his friends over there called The Touch the Touchliner. Uh, they're a football podcast. They do a lot of conversations about like football and, and, and Syria and the Premier League. And they touch on a bunch of the other European leagues as well. So if you're interested in football, make sure you give them a follow. Uh, then you're welcome for the plug. Uh, but yeah, no, he's been in good spirits and he's been good and I look forward to welcoming him back on a podcast when he's ready, when he's back, uh, back from home and stuff like that. But I'm gonna have to hold it down in the meantime. Uh, but yeah, so what that leads us into is the hiatus that we ended up taking from the podcast. And the reason that we ended up actually taking a hiatus is because, well, Hussein left is the first reason for to get his surgery and rehab and stuff and before Wally comes back. But the second reason as well is that we both entered stages of our lives where we had to transition. So we had to transition to going home, doing the surgery, getting the rehab, getting his mindset into that and putting his focus towards that. Uh, and I had to transition from a student into a working life. And um, that transition has been kind of challenging, actually. And I haven't been able to get it 100% right straight off the bat. So that's been kind of the main thing that's kind of preoccupied my time and prevented me from being able to film a podcast and record. Uh, I would say it's been, yeah, it's been tough, but I think it's, uh, I've gotten a little bit of a hang of it now to where I can kind of fit the podcast in my routine and stuff like that. And I think that, um, now I'm, now that I'm feeling more confident about my routine, I can actually start recording again, which is, uh, which is the plus here. But, uh, that kind of leads me into the topic of, uh, of today's episode, which is transitioning from university or school to a working life or transitions from studies or any, of any kind into like a life of work and nine to five uh, or whatever kind of job it is and I think that's a lot of a lot of people do go into that transition clueless and they're not sure how to handle it how to create the routine that suits them or the the type of daily life that works for them how to set up their time so that they have a work-life balance and stuff like that so I wanted to address it just give my experience on it and see uh see if I can maybe give a couple tips of advice here and there that you could benefit from so I appreciate you tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. Before we go further, though, make sure you like, comment, subscribe if you're listening on you if you're watching on YouTube, and if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you rate us and write a review for us, and we appreciate that for sure. So, without further ado, let's get into the topic at hand. And I think um, the first thing you have to acknowledge when it comes to transitioning from from university or school to work is that it is a transition. It things like and that thing will take time. What that means is that hardship that you experience in the beginning or that um, that level of, of, of toughness or discomfort that you'll experience in the beginning of that time there, it does end. So there is a light at the end of the tunnel to the point where if you start and in the first week or in the first two weeks, you're finding it really difficult and you don't know if you could do it and you're finding it tough to bear, that transition does end. It does, you do get used to it and it does get more comfortable as you slowly, slowly get to work on it. So I've been working for three months and... I am still kind of finding, trying to find uh, 
things ways here and there to be able to improve my routine and adjust more properly and it's, i'm still in the ongoing process but i definitely would say that i'm a lot better than the first week i started or the first month i started so every day you get a little bit better and that transition does end so as long as your mindset is to try to focus on on the right things that you have to achieve to be able to uh to be able to um make that transition or make your life streamlined and smooth then you'll be okay because that transition does end Secondly, uh, so my th- my thing about uh, about work life is that especially in the beginning, I was finding a lot of um, a lot of time where I wasn't kind of putting the effort or not putting the effort, but making the time count. Right, I was not making ev- not every moment of every day, but I was not being in- intentional about every moment of every day. If that makes sense. For example, when I went into work, I had. I'm not saying I did a bad job or I was uh, like not concentrating or whatever, but I did have moments where I felt my focus could be improved or I felt my uh, drive could be improved because my life outside of work, maybe I hadn't slept the night before or maybe something had happened where uh, I was a little bit more tired that day. So I wasn't making that work time count. At the same time, when I would get home from work or when I would go to the gym, I would spend time procrastinating. I would spend uh, spend time sitting around, not doing, not moving forward with my routine. Uh, and that kind of wasted a lot of time in my day uselessly, right? It's good to have rest time. It's good to, to be able to make time for you to have downtime, to have rest, to have recharge time in your day. But it's not good when you start losing moments here and there, five minutes here, 10 minutes there, 20 minutes here, 10 minutes there to just procrastinating while you get on to the next thing. You'll find that those 20 to 20 plus 10 plus 5 plus 5 or whatever minutes that you have stacked up throughout your day could have added up to an hour of downtime at the end of your day if you'd been a little bit more uh, intentional about how you spend your time. So my biggest example of that is when I started working, I would I would bus to and from work. So I would take a bus and go to work and a bus ride would take me about an hour and then I would get to work. So I'd get up at 6.30, get to work for, leave the house at 7.30, get to work for 8.30 approximately and then from there i would spend my time at work and come home or come to the gym at five o'clock leaving work at five to go to the gym i'm in the gym six six o'clock ish six ten by the time i get there and my biggest mistake is that i'll be so tired from my work day that i would not uh i wouldn't go straight into my workout i would take time procrastinating i would sit in the gym go on my phone in the changing room sit around maybe go on like twitter or tiktok or something or just whatever things people do to procrastinate their time, I would just find any excuse to delay my workout because in my mind, I was telling myself I was too tired and I deserved five minutes or 10 minutes to be able to rest and stuff, which I did. I think definitely I do deserve that time to rest and rejuvenate and stuff like that. But I I do feel like if I, if I become a little bit more intentional, which is what I've been doing lately in terms of I get to the gym, I get dressed and I just mentally focus in for a couple of minutes and then start my workout straight away. Then I could be able to be more... Um, more intentional and more, more uh, able to to move forward with my time. And that 20, 30 minutes that I would have saved, uh, that I saved by not procrastinating, I would have been able to have as actual downtime when I got back. So usually I could have started my workouts around maybe if I got to the gym at 6.10, maybe I probably most days I wasn't starting before 7, 7, 7.20, I would say. That's just because of how much I was procrastinating, which was not healthy at all. So I started setting a target for myself. I said, give myself 20, 30 minutes to change. But then by 30 minutes, I have to start my workout, right? Because I would change, I would pray. And then 
I would start and then like that overall process would take around 20, 30 minutes. I said, okay, when that's done, I have to start immediately. I have to get into, at least to get into stretching or doing a small thing that can help you get into the big task. So for me, what that looked like, it looked like stretching before the gym, before the workout. So, okay, I'm getting into stretching my, my muscles or whatever. And I have my headphones in my ear. Now I'm in the mindset of, okay, now I can actually be able to, uh, like to start my workout and get in the zone. So by the time I'm done my stretches, I'm more ready to start. You know what I mean? So things like that, being more intentional about the time I'm spending. And then lately, because I've been doing that, I've been finding a little bit more downtime when I would get home from work. So when I would be, uh, you know, coming home, I wouldn't be running around as much having like two or three hours to get my things together, get my food ready before I have to sleep. I'd be finding myself able to sit, speak with my roommates, be able to to actually have a conversation or, or even just rest, go on my phone, lay in lay in bed for a second before I slept and watch a show or something. So that time started being creative for me once I started doing those things. So that's, I would say, the second thing that I would discuss. The third thing I would say is really, it's important because work is so challenging and you get into a routine and you get into a mindset where you're doing work every day. It's not like university where you start some days that if you have an 8.30 class some days and you have like a 2.30 class the next day or you have a 12.30 the day after and you start at different times so you have more time outside of class. At work, you're at 8 to 5 or a 9 to 5 or whatever your time is every day. So when that happens, it can start to get easy to get wrapped up in work 24-7, which is not healthy, which is why the next thing you should do is you should definitely be focusing on your hobbies and doing what you love outside of work. So for me, what that looks like is it looks like gym. It looks like doing the podcast. It looks like making time to socialize with friends. And honestly, if I haven't, it's hard, It's easy to get wrapped up in work to the point where you can be very unintentionally forgetting to do these things. So I could easily come home from work late at night one time and just be like, oh, I'm so tired, I don't want to go to the gym, or I'm so tired, I don't want to film this podcast episode, which is what I've been doing, which is why it's been really hard for me to get back into the podcast groove. And when I do that, I find that I don't have as much fulfillment as I would if I if I had just filmed the podcast episode or gone to the gym. I feel like I've lost something in that day, but I'm still in my tired state. Whereas if I make the time to go do my hobbies, if I go to the gym, if I film my podcast, if I socialize with friends, even though I might be exerting more energy during that time, I'm engaging myself in the things that I love and I'm making my life outside of work have meaning. It's not just for a recharge for work. You know what I mean? And it's not like like in school or in university, your weekdays are focused solely on the job and your weekends are your off time. At work, when you get off work at five, you're done. You don't think about work until... You shouldn't think about work until the next day. Obviously, jobs are different and different people will have different responsibilities where you might have to think about work or do some job-related tasks. I've definitely had to do it. But, def but definitely, I think you should definitely focus outside of work to a, a large extent after five o'clock. So that leaves you with a bunch of time that you're free in. So you could actually spend that time doing what you love. For me, that was a struggle, being able to get back into doing what I love and back into uh, just being that person that was productive in his time outside of his obligations on the job or uni or whatever. So that was the other thing. And it does it does make a shift in your mindset when you start finding that pocket of time to be able to focus on what you love. It does make a shift in your mindset where you're able to focus on like you're able to to focus on your work better, to be able to find time then to do even more outside of work. And you start fueling yourself because you're, there's more fulfillment in your life outside of work. So that's definitely another thing I would say. The next thing I would say we should do you should do with your time is is finding time to rest and sleep. Right. 
going from university, university, your routine can be all over the place again because your classes might start different times during the day, depending on the day of the week, semester to semester, things change as well. So things will always be in, in flux kind of and you don't have a set routine as much as you as much as you did maybe in high school or something like that. But when you get back into the work life, that comes back because you're back in a schedule, right? Eight to five or nine to five or whatever. Um, so the next thing is making sure that not, not only is your daily routine set, but your sleep routine is also set. So making sure that you actually, sorry, so making sure that you actually always have time to get that eight hours of sleep to be able to, to rest and rejuvenate and get ready for the next day at work. You can easily fall into a perpetual, perpetual cycle where you don't sleep one day and then you're so tired the next day that you're sluggish about the things that you're doing or your tasks and you end up sleeping late again. You wake up tired and it's a perpetual cycle where you'll repeat. You'll be waking up tired. You won't be on point with the tasks that you have to do. So you won't make that downtime and you won't make that sleep time and you'll just be very lost in what you're trying to do. So my advice for that is just being able to 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 focus on on no matter what happens, I have to get at least six or seven hours, ideally eight hours. Because if you start to dip under that, then you'll start to see your day affected in a large extent. You'll lose focus in your job, which will affect your performance, which obviously nobody wants, right? Um, so I would say definitely making time for rest is really important. It'll shift your mindset if you do. Sometimes it gets tricky. So I know, like I had, a, I have a commute of an hour to go in front, to and from work, right? And it gets tricky because then I have to go to the gym as well. And commuting from the gym back as well, it's like 20, 30 minutes while I wait for the bus, while the bus comes and we go and stuff like that. So those things I would say are really challenging as well. And in that vein, like I understand because sometimes it feels like there's no, not enough time in the day. There's no hours in the day, in the day where you can't, physically you can't find eight hours of sleep and you keep going to five and six hours. But I think, there's always ways you can optimize. So for example, I started doing things on my bus ride to and from work to be able to say that that hour going and that hour coming back, I'm not going to just be making it an excuse to use it as like useless time because I'm in transit. I started doing my tasks, uh, some some tasks that I could do with that time. So that would help me free up more time when I would get back. So I'm just able to come in, maybe shower, prepare my food for the next day for work, maybe just you know, sit with some friends for like 20 minutes or something and go to sleep, I still get my seven hours. So that's been a good a good thing for me that I've been able to do. Uh, maybe that like it's, and again, it goes back to the focus on, focusing on getting eight hours of sleep, focusing on being able to make sure that your body's rested every day so that also you can use your weekends because that's another key thing too, right? When you don't get eight hours of sleep, you feel like the weekend comes, Friday comes, you don't want to do anything. You just want to sleep Friday for like 14 hours, Saturday, you sleep 10 hours maybe and you don't get anything done on the weekend socially. You don't have time to socialize with your friends who are out in different places and spending energy and stuff like that and you feel like you have no energy to match them. So that's a huge thing that I would say as well. Like you could you could lose yourself in if you're not careful, if you're not careful about getting like a good amount of sleep during the week. So that's really important as well. The next thing that I would say uh, is an important piece of focus is planning, right? My friend one time gave me a quote that said, planning to fail or failing to plan is planning to fail, right? Which really resonated with me in that I've always been a kind of a planning, a planner person, like a person who likes to feel like they're in control, feel like they have things planned out, stuff like that. But and I, when I don't have that, I feel a little bit out of control. I've been working a little bit on that, but that kind of goes to show like for work, especially I found that if you don't plan your week or plan your day, your, your things will go out of your control really quickly. So for example, uh, if I don't plan the day before what I'm going to eat the next day, and some people do weekly meal preps as well. If I don't have that planned out, then I'm going to be in a bad position 
where if I'm going to be scrambling to eat whatever, I'm going to be slipping into eating more junk food because I'm tired and I just want to eat whatever because I'm hungry. I don't want to have energy to cook. I'll be slipping into a bunch of different bad habits that will be really um, difficult to get out of, I would say. So that's the biggest thing that I would say, uh, maybe food and as well, commute planning. So if you're commuting, you don't have a car and you have to commute from place to place, you should definitely plan your commute time accordingly to the point where if you're if you know you're going to be spending an hour on the road, what are you going to do in that hour? The, for maybe going into work is just kind of starting back up, being able to talk to I use my time going into work to be able to talk to family. I call my family and I, you know, speak with them, dialogue, discuss, whatever, because I know the time difference. So I won't get another chance during the day. Right. So the morning time is always that time for me using the time. Well, so the next thing that I would want to discuss as well is um, the idea. And this is kind of more personal to to me and stuff like that is uh, the idea of once you graduate, once you become and for men especially, and I, th- I think, I don't know how women would identify with it, but I think for men especially, once I graduated, I think I've spoken to a few of my friends who've shared the same sentiment. Once I graduated, I felt like I had to immediately go from student level to provider level of, of, of uh, status. So now that I have a job, right, I started feeling bad about myself that I'm not living a certain lifestyle that I'm seeing other men around, not around me, but in social media or other established men that have been established as like, like working for a long time, relatives and stuff like that, that I've seen around me in my life. I started feeling really down on myself because I realized that I wasn't meeting the standard that they were meeting. Right. And that kind of hit my, like it hurt my ego a little bit to where I was, I was really upset that I knew my salary was a certain number, for example, or my, uh, expenses were a certain number and I knew that I couldn't meet that standard at the immediate time and that was really hurtful to me because I was I was doing the horrible thing of having an expectation on myself to be able to go from zero to 100 in the first time the first job right or the first experience out of university which was never going to happen right that's why you see like a lot of people start out at a certain level and as your career progresses you progress as well right so you can't expect to look at somebody who's maybe been working for like five, 10 years and expect to have the same level as them out the gate and be the same kind of quote unquote provider or, uh, you know, have that level of financial independent, not independence, independence is the wrong word, financial uh, stability, let's say, as uh, as them because you're not established yet or I wasn't established yet. So I kind of just would go to say that if you're in that stage, if, if, yeah, women too, I guess, if you relate to this as well, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't, I'm just speaking to, to my experience of it and the experience of men around me as well, stepping into that role is that we've been hard on ourselves for not being able to be the man straight out the gate or having that financial stability to be like living a certain lifestyle that the expectation is placed on us from through social media, right? Why don't I have a certain kind of car? Why don't I have a certain kind of a house? Why do I still live in? Why do I still have roommates? Why do I still, you know what I mean? So things like that to where that would get me down about uh, what I was doing or where I was going in life. And I would feel like I'm kind of hopeless in that way. But the message is to go to, the message is to say to that is you don't have to put pressure on yourself to be everything from the start. People say it takes time to build your life. And that's really true. People say it takes time for you to grow yourself, to grow your income, to grow your wealth, to grow your status and your financial stability. And all these things are true, right? Realistically speaking, it doesn't matter how people look at you, how social media portrays lifestyles or expectations for you. It just matters how you know you're doing. 
you know, if you know you're making progress, you're working hard, you're trying your best to improve every single day, career will li- the career will line itself up. It's not going to be a question of whether you're earning a certain amount of money that's enough or whether you're not being able to meet a certain lifestyle that's been placed on you uh, or the expectation of which has been placed on you. That's never gonna, You should never base your level of success on that. And I think I fell victim to that because I was worried about as a starting um, like fresh graduate, would I, I'm not able to meet that standard that I've seen other men around me, relatives and whatnot, meet in their lives throughout. So that was really worrisome for me because I was like, am I ever going to meet this? Am I ever going to get there? And I wasn't sure. But now that knowing, just being able to have assurance in the fact that I am still a fresh graduate, I am still just working, like starting out, and I am still learning and seeing how things go. So I just want to be able to pass that message along and say, don't like, don't put that pressure on yourself to be that guy, especially like, like financially if or, or lifestyle, lifestyle-wise that, that people are thinking and expecting you to be, right? Don't let anybody's comments like, oh, why don't you have a certain kind of car? Why don't you have a certain kind of house get to you? Because you're working in your own lane, you're making your own progress and you're living your own life. No, at the end of the day, like there's a quote, it's kind of, it's not a depressing quote. I would say it's just like a nice comforting thing for me is that nobody's going to lay in my grave for me. You know what I mean? It's just going to be me. No friends, family, whatever. The only person that's going to be laying in my grave is me. So I would say because of that, like nobody should be able to tell me what lifestyle I should live my life because they're not going to lay in my grave with me. They're not going to be judged with me. You know what I mean? I'm going to be the only one. So in that way, I would say don't let other people's expectations of lifestyle or other or like social media or or anything like that put you in a down place because chances are, People are also faking it on social media a lot. Chances are people are also being really picky about what they show you and only showing you the highlights of their life on social media, right? So realistically, they're, like it's not a clear picture of exactly what's happening. I would just say that, and with social media, it's a lot of uh, like crazy things that you see online and you feel like there's you know 18-year-olds out here that are making millions and then you're stuck in a regular job and you're unsure of what, what you're doing with your life and it kind of breeds that uncertainty and that uh, self-deprecation because you're seeing so many unrealistic expectations of you financially or status-wise that you can't meet. So I would say just like don't focus on those. Focus on the things that you're able to achieve. Focus on what you can uh, what you can kind of see in front of you and the goals that you're setting for yourself because at the end of the day, your only competition is yourself and you shouldn't put yourself in the shoes of others and you should only do things that make sense for you. You should only think about future goals that make sense for you and you shouldn't feel bad that maybe you can focus on a certain level of things and not another level that people expect you to focus on or people around you might be thinking about because everybody has their own journey in life and everybody has uh, their own goals and expectations and everybody runs a different race. So... Don't feel bad about maybe being in a position where you wish you could have been more and you have an expectation based on placed on you from others to be more. That was the and as like I said for men, but I think it applies to everybody. Right. But I think it's the only thing is for me, it, it, it plays on my experience as a man, because growing up through university, you always feel like you want to become a man. You always feel like you want to become somebody who's capable of. of holding themselves down and being able to manage uh, manage themselves and eventually get to take care of other people as well around them, whether it be family, whether it be, you know, parents and stuff like that. So me putting pressure on myself to be in that position and having that expectation from society around me and stuff that a man should do certain things, you know, that kind of plays into your mental too. And I think what those expectations ignore is that these things take time, right? And that's why I say, 
like my experience of it as a man is is kind of unique but i'm pre- i'm very sure that women also relate to this on a on a on a large level in their own way and i think um i think it applies to everybody so i'm i'm uh, i'm sure that you know like we could use a, l- a lot less social media in our lives to be honest that we could use a lot less uh you know looking at other people and judging their lifestyle for sure and i think uh yeah that should be an objective for everybody i guess so that's something i should you know maybe think about applying to my life as well but yeah um with that, I think we're coming kind of to the end of the episode. Uh, these ones are going to be a bit shorter. So you've seen me, like I'm not really speaking with anybody. I'm just kind of giving you my take on things and kind of going it solo. It was a kind of, it was kind of like a change, a transition definitely for sure in the beginning. But I, I, I would say as the episode went on, I got a little bit more comfortable with it and I was able to be more uh, expressive, more uh, vocal and just get used to the new dynamic, I guess. And uh, so uh, like a bit of, like a bit of just updates and stuff like that. I don't think every episode like this is going to be a solo episode in the new season. I think once Hussein comes back, we're going to have to have a different conversation and change things. And hopefully he comes back on the pod and I would love to have him back as well. But uh, I think definitely guests will be on the pod and those episodes that have guests on them, they're going to be a bit longer as well. I got a few people in mind that I want to ask to come up here. Um, and we got to figure that out as well. Um, basically season two, I just want to continue and build on what we did in season one, bring more uh, like, depth to the conversation i guess you know through deep waters and i just i want to keep uh when i'm having discussions with other people as well when we're having like guests and stuff like that i want to keep a light-hearted spirit as we address deep topics if that makes sense so i don't make like i want people i want you the listener to feel like you're just kicking it with me and we're just talking you know what i mean about a deep conversation or a deep issue there's no pressure on you to to feel bad or feel heavy when you listen to through deep waters if that makes sense you were tackling deep topics but in a way that hopefully is easier to uh, to relate to if that makes sense um but yeah so stay on the lookout i think we're gonna go back to the system of every couple of weeks uploading an episode uh just because that's something that we can sustain and uh you know we can uh we can maintain and stuff like that uh with that being said i think once Hussein comes back, it's going to be a little bit easier because he can also help out with some of the responsibilities. But in the meantime, I'm going to try my best to to make sure that the uploads are consistent and I, I'm sure they will be. And I'm going to try my best to make sure that everything goes well with the social media promotions and stuff like that. So I appreciate your guys' patience and I really appreciate uh, patience and I really appreciate your guys' support. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you made it this far, I appreciate you so much. If you uh have been watching tuning in season one if you've watched only one episode if this is your first episode or if you just skipped to this part of the clip thank you for tuning in regardless i appreciate you make sure you like subscribe leave a comment leave a review rating on the streaming platform services that wherever you get your podcasts and uh yeah with that being said thank you so much for for tuning in for listening in this was the first episode of season two take care and we out see you